Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com. Coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. Hello and welcome to the podcast this week. We're going to talk about perfectionism. Can it be a good thing? How can we cope with perfectionism and what are some tips to help us get through that kind of experience? Perfectionism can stop progress and keep good people from being truly great. Although we might all experience it on the path to achieving a challenging goal, recognizing and defeating perfectionism is the key to confidence and action. What is perfectionism? Perfectionism is a total unwillingness to accept anything less than perfection. It is an extremely high standard. Within perfectionism, we believe that human perfection is actually attainable. It might be in spiritual areas, in an area of performance, or in our moral behavior. Perfectionism focuses on accomplishments or appearances. It might seem superficial, but perfectionism can also be the quest for significant depth beyond what's reasonable for a certain age or skill level. Looking for quality and depth is not superficial at all, but the drive to present an appearance of perfection certainly is. So here's the question I want to ask you today. Can perfectionism be a good thing? What do you think about that? You might think that some level of perfectionism is a good thing. Perhaps striving for a high standard can motivate even better performance. The problem is that if the perfect standard is not met, we would rather not even show up or not even participate because perfectionism tells us that a lower performance is actually a failure. It makes us want to hide or hide our performance completely. Well, high standards are great, right? They keep us working and trying new things. High standards can give us goals and direction, but perfectionism demands that there be no errors at all. It ignores the context. It ignores interruptions. Perfectionism ignores things beyond our controls, like human flaws. It is a good thing to have high standards. In fact, we should avoid asking perfectionists to lower their standards because it isn't a high standard that's the problem. Instead, Learning how to cope with the pressure we put on ourselves and learning how to cope with failure, those are the bigger problems. So why should we learn to cope if we experience perfectionism? Can we cope? Whether perfectionism comes from outside pressures or our own internal ideas, it defeats us if we put too much pressure on ourselves without recognizing accomplishments for what they really are. Perfectionism leaves us feeling lower after an actual achievement. Have you ever had that feeling? You accomplish something, but it's really easy to not feel good about it. Although we might make progress toward a goal, 
or perform something really significant, perfectionism discounts any positive direction we have actually made. And because perfectionism usually focuses on aiming for perfect or flawless performance, it may seem impossible to recover from a true failure. Overall, it keeps us from seeing clearly and adjusting for our next try. You might say that perfectionism is a little bit like wearing a clouded pair of glasses. With it, we can see the high standard in front of us. But instead of seeing growth or effort that takes us closer to the goal, we only see the distance between that goal and where we think we are. There are some researchers who've done a lot of work on this, and they say that it creates feelings of helplessness or hopelessness. Perfectionism can actually lead to depression. It can lead to eating disorders and other significant problems without positive coping strategies. Seeing only our lack makes achievement even less likely because the goal keeps moving farther and farther away. After all, what we focus on most, we will always get more of. So if we focus on imperfection and how much we didn't measure up, we are even more likely to fail and not measure up. That makes sense, right? Pretty soon, even if we have done well in the past, perfectionism can become like a brick wall. If you have ever experienced this kind of wall, you know what I'm talking about. It can be like no matter what you want to do or what your good ideas are, there is just something that keeps you from action. It might seem like other people or pressures are keeping us from having the time to take that action. Or maybe we just pack our schedule so full, we think there might be some time in the distant future when we can work on what we want to achieve, but just not right now. Take it from me. I have a lot of experience holding very high standards for myself and living with incredibly tight and heavy commitments. If we experience perfectionism, we actually become that brick wall holding ourselves back. We become the one thing standing in our own way. So how can I cope with perfectionism, you might be wondering. I'm going to give you two strategies here. How can I cope with perfectionism, you might wonder. Coping with perfectionism is possible and can help us transform this challenge completely. One of the best ways to deal with perfectionism is to focus on using values and principles to drive us rather than measuring the specific behaviors. We can also look at the outcome of our efforts and adjust as needed for the next opportunity. So first I'm gonna talk about how to focus on values and principles here. Focusing on values and principles gives us a fixed idea rather than a moving target. With my values as the driver of my performance, I can look at those values and I can ask myself how well I am living them. Then I can identify for myself what I would like to focus on. For example, if I were to bring in a music example, this might be like focusing on the musical expression instead of a certain phrase, melody, or song. If the artistry and musical expression becomes my focus, I'm no longer over-focusing on each note or rhythm. Instead, I'm focusing on the shape of that entire musical line. Maybe I'm just getting started learning to play the trumpet. I have to really focus on each note and learn how to count the rhythms. I might have to learn how to play at a certain volume and be able to change volumes while playing. But after I can do those things with some confidence, I need to move into becoming an artist with the music rather than just focusing on the notes and rhythms. 
I have some personal experience with this that might help illustrate this idea. More than 30 years ago, I performed a short solo in high school band as part of a medley of tunes from the well-known musical My Fair Lady. My trumpet tone was pleasant, and I was confident. Yet I cracked a note in that solo and I focused on that flaw as a sign of failing in the entire performance. After the concert, one of the parents of another student in our band approached me. She said, I really loved your solo tonight. As you started to play, I was excited because I knew you always play so beautifully. And tonight was no exception. What a fantastic solo. It really made that piece great. I had been a perfectionist in my approach to playing the trumpet, and I missed anything good I had done, thinking that cracked note ruined the entire thing. While it might have been better without the flaw, the audience heard beauty in the music anyway. The bigger picture came through to them. If I had been able to focus on the intention of what I was playing, the artistic message, and the line of the music, my performance would have been even better and I could have judged my playing based on the overall musical picture rather than focusing on the one flaw. A second area I'd like to suggest here is to look at outcomes and make adjustments. With values and principles to drive myself, I'm not going to be measuring myself by any arbitrary ideas of perfection or always trying to figure out what others expect of me, whether it's my boss, my husband, my mother, my friends, or other people in my life. Instead, I can keep going back to the main ideas I'm trying to live in, whatever I do, and check in with myself about how that's going. Looking back at my own story of playing the trumpet solo in high school, that would be about using the musical expression and overall sound of the music to judge my performance, rather than just looking at the notes. If I'm not pleased with my performance or my outcome, Using values and principles that are important to me as my focus, I can change my efforts in one of those areas. Basically, I can try different approaches. Maybe my values are creativity, personal relationships, and influence. I might work on my trumpet playing during my personal practice time to develop a more creative way of phrasing the music. I might improvise how to recover better from a cracked note or take different approaches to playing particular notes so that I have more confidence on them. Now, if I use personal relationship and influence as the values I'm gonna focus on, I can also focus on playing the music in a way that will really reach that audience and communicate to them. Focusing on the people I'm playing for is always a great way to stop focusing on the mechanics of notes and rhythms and focus more on the bigger artistic music. With my values at the center of any work that I'm doing, I can achieve a wonderful result that takes me to a higher level of performance than I could ever get if I only focus on perfect notes and rhythms. Where my perfectionism could lead to discouragement when I only make one little mistake, if I use values to focus myself instead, this could lead to many more possibilities, increased creativity, and performance that is as unique as I am. I hope you'll find some of these thoughts about perfectionism helpful. And if you've ever experienced this, maybe it'll also give you encouragement that this can be improved and a focus can be changed. So here are a few tips in closing today. To overcome perfectionism, we can move away from the negative thinking and brick walls that it brings 
and give ourselves power to work towards high standards at the same time. First, look back over the past to focus very specifically on your achievements and areas in which you have done really well. When you do this, appreciate those times and appreciate your capacity to do things well. Number two, consider which values you care most about. If possible, name them, identify them, and figure out what they really are. Number three, look at your goals and your future plans in light of your values. Consider how a focus on each value might actually influence the way you work toward your goals and plans. How can your values influence your efforts? Number four, when faced with a failure, large or small, take stock of what progress you have made and what you've learned along the way. Consider how you might be able to see failure as a necessary step toward who you are becoming and where you want to be. Then keep moving. And lastly, number five, be kind to yourself. Don't expect to work in inhuman conditions like excessively long hours when you wouldn't treat other people the same way. Instead, treat yourself kindly as you work, just as you might be kind and encouraging towards other people in their efforts. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me to chat about perfectionism and consider the way we think about things in life and how we might remove those blocks and brick walls that stand in our way. All the best to you. This has been a podcast called Mindset for Life by Bethany at drbcoach.com. To find me on the web, you can visit my blog or my website at www.drbcoach.com. That's D-R-B-C-O-A-C-H.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.